Section 20 of Kopal Kundala. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Yoganan. Kopal Kundala by Bunkim Chandra Chatterjee. Translated by H.A.D. Phillips. Part 3. Chapter 3. In the Rival's House. At that time, Sher Afghan was living as governor of Burdwan under the Subedar of Bengal. Moti Bibi came to Burdwan and put up in Sher Afghan's house, where she was treated with much honor by Sher Afghan and his family. Moti Bibi had been well known to Sher Afghan and his wife when they used to live in Agra, and she was a great friend of Mehrnisas. Afterwards, they both became rivals for the empire of Delhi. Now that they had come together, Mehrnisa thought, In whose destiny has the Creator written the sovereignty of India? The Creator himself knows, and Salim knows. And if anyone else knows, it is this Lutufnisa. Let me see if she will not reveal something. Moti Bibi too wanted to find out Mehrnisa's thoughts. At that time, Mehrnisa had acquired the reputation of being the most beautiful and virtuous woman in India. And as a matter of fact, women like her are seldom born in the world. Those women who are famous in history for their beauty, all historians admit her superiority. Very few men of that period excelled her in any branch of knowledge. Mahernizha was unrivaled in song and dance. She fascinated the minds of all by her poems and paintings. And her sparkling conversation was even more charming than her beauty. Nor was Moti deficient in these qualities. Today, these two remarkable women were eager to find out one another's thoughts. Mahernizha was seated in a private room, painting a picture. Moti was sitting just behind her, looking on, and was chewing pawn. Mehrnisa asked, What do you think of the picture? Moti Bibi replied, It is like your paintings always are. It's a pity that nowadays there is no skilled painter like you. Mehrnisa, Even if there be not, where is the pity? Moti, If any other were as skilled as you, they might preserve a model of this face of yours. Mehrnisa, Will a likeness of the face remain in the earth of the grave? Mehrnisa said this somewhat gravely. Moti, Sister, why so serious today? Mehrnisa, How am I serious? But I cannot forget that you are going to leave me tomorrow morning. Can you not please me by stopping two days more? Moti, Who does not wish for pleasure? If it were possible to stay, why should I go? But I am the servant of another. How can I remain? Mehrnisa, you do not love me any more. If you wanted to stay, you could manage it in some way. You have come here, and why can't you remain? Moti, I have told you all. My brother is a Mansubdar in the Mughal army. He was wounded in fight with the Odisha Pathans and was in much danger. When I heard it, I got leave from the Begum and went to see him. I have stayed too long in Odisha and ought not to delay any more. I have not seen you for a long time, and for this reason I have remained two days with you. Mehrnisa, by what day have you agreed to return to the Begum? Moti understood that Mehrnisa was jesting. Moti was not so expert as Mehrnisa in neat and biting jests. But neither was she a woman to lose her wits. She replied, Was it likely that going on the three months' journey, I should fix any particular day for my return? But I have delayed too long, and further delay may be a cause for displeasure. Mahernisa said, with one of her world-enchanting smiles, 
Whose displeasure do you fear, the princess or that of his queen? Moti was a little confused and said, Why do you wish to put to shame this shameless one? Perhaps the displeasure of both. Mahirnaza, but let me ask you, why do you not take the name of Begum yourself? I heard that the Prince Salim was going to marry you and make you the principal Begum. How far is that true? Moti, I am naturally subject to others. Why should I destroy the little independence I have? As the Begum's companion, I have found no difficulty in coming to Odisha. But as Selim's Begum, could I have done so? Mahirnisa, what necessity could there be for the Emperor of Delhi's chief queen to come to Odisha? Moti, I have never aspired to be Selim's chief queen. In this country of Hindustan, none but Mahirnisa is fit to be the loved consort of Emperor of Delhi. Mahirnisa bent down ahead. She remained silent for a moment and said, Sister, I do not suppose that you have said this to pain me or to find out my heart, but I entreat you not to say anything in forgetfulness of the fact that I am Shair of Khan's wife and heart and soul his slave. The shameless Moti was not confounded by this reproach which indeed gave her an opportunity for further probing. She said, I know well that you are devoted to your husband. And for this reason, I venture to introduce this topic by a side wind. It was my object to let you know that Salim had not yet been able to forget your beauty. Be careful. Mahirnisa, now I understand. But what should I fear? Moti, with some hesitation, said, Fear of widowhood. And as she spoke, she fixed a piercing glance on Mahirnisa's face. But she could not perceive any sign of either fear or joy. Mahirnisa proudly said, Fear of widowhood. Sherav Khan is able to defend himself. Moreover, in Akbar Shah's kingdom, even his son cannot take the life of an innocent man with impunity. Moti, that is true. But the latest news from Agra is that Akbar Shah is dead. Salim has ascended the throne. Who will curb Delhi's emperor? Mahirnisa heard no more. The whole body shook and trembled. Again she bent her head, and tears flowed from her eyes. Moti asked, "Why do you cry?" Mahirnisa said with a sigh, Salim is on the throne of India. Where am I? Moti's object was achieved. She said, Can you not even now altogether forget the prince? Mahirnisa said in a sobbing voice, Whom shall I forget? I may forget my own life, but I can never forget the prince. But listen, sister, the door of my heart has suddenly opened. You have heard this, but I solemnly adjure you not to tell another. Moti said, well, be it so. But when Salim hears I have been in Burdwan, he will certainly ask me what Mahirnisa said of him. What shall I tell him? Mahirnisa thought for a few moments and said, Tell him this, that Mahirnisa idolizes him in a heart and will lay down a life for him should necessity arise. But she will never yield her honor and as long as her husband lives, she will never look on the face of Delhi's emperor. And if her husband be killed by Delhi's emperor, then... In this world, she will never meet her husband's murderer. For these words, Mahirnisa got up and went away. Moti Bibi was astounded, but the victory was hers. She had found out Mahirnisa's feelings, while Mahirnisa knew nothing of Moti Bibi's wishes and aspirations. She, who afterwards, by the force of her intellect, became the queen of the king of Delhi, even she was vanquished by Moti. The reason was that Mahirnisa was in love, while in this matter, Moti Bibi was actuated only by selfish motives. Moti Bibi knew well the varied movements of man's heart. 
what she concluded on a consideration of Mehrnisa's words that actually came to pass. She saw that Mehrnisa was really in love with Jahangir. Therefore, whatever she might say now with a woman's pride, she would never be able to control her feelings when the path lay open. She would, without doubt, fulfill the wish of the king. With this certainty, Moti's hopes and aspirations were dashed to the ground. But was Moti grieved on that account? She was not. Nay, more, she even experienced a certain pleasure. Why she felt so strange a joy, Moti could not at first understand. She set out for Agra. Some days passed in the way, and during that time, she understood the feelings of her heart. End of section 20